You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Extra, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Trumpeter, singer, and composer Keon Harold gained a lot of attention for his contribution to the Don Cheadle film, Miles Ahead, where he played all of the Miles Davis parts on that Grammy-winning soundtrack. But Keon's first professional gig was with the rapper Common, and throughout his career he's moved effortlessly between the worlds of jazz, hip-hop, soul, and R&B, as a trumpeter, but also as a singer and songwriter. His new album, his third, is called Foreverland, and Keon Harold and his band have joined us today to play some of it, and they'll start us off the way the album does, with a song called Find Your Peace.
Nicely done. That's uh, Keon Harold and his band live in the studio with Find Your Peace, the opening track from his new record called Foreverland, and uh, featuring vocals by Stout and Malaya. You heard Stout featured on that song. You'll hear Malaya featured momentarily in the next one. Charles Haynes behind our drum kit, Asar playing the piano and the keyboard, Randy Runyon on guitar, Kyle Miles in the corner on the bass, and, of course, Keon himself, singing and playing the trumpet. Uh, Keon, the last time you were here, you had just released Mugician, a title I still stumble over, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was a kind of a big picture record. You know, mm-hmm. it tackled big topics. You're from Ferguson, Missouri, Michael Brown, etc. This album seems much more kind of interior. Find Your Peace, the closing track, Peace Beyond. It's not like, hey, let's all live together in peace and harmony. It's like, do what you need for you, it seems. Absolutely. Um, It's great to be here again. It's been a minute. 
It has. Um, but, you know, a lot of life has happened, a lot of reflections um, as to why the album Foreverland is such a personal um, idea, such a, a realization that peace, understanding, all perspective starts from inside. We can reflect on the things that we've been dealing with. We can't really change the world. We can't influence other people unless it starts inside. So we got to find that peace deep within ourselves. So life is, ne- always, is always throwing up roadblocks. There are always challenges. Uh, on Musician, the first voice we heard on that record was your mom, yes. who has since passed away. Mm-hmm. Some words of you know, I can remember when I'd be on tour, I could call my mom at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., just to talk about whatever. Yeah. And I had the perfect voice, the perfect sounding board, to whatever I had done wrong, right, or anything, um, somebody to give me perspective and give me another opportunity to to think that I can do better. But, you know, since she's gone, I have to reflect and know that I have to find that peace, I have to find that acceptance, everything deep inside of myself. And the title, Foreverland, mm-hmm. there's something, I don't know, optimistic about that? Absolutely. I feel like there's all positivity in Foreverland. Um, and that song... Um, the original song, before it was the album title, uh-huh. um, I got the chance, well, I did a track, and it was the demo, and I sent it to an incredible songwriter in the UK, Laura Mvula, Ooh, yes. and she was able to take that and write something, you know, super poetic, Sade-esque, just the most, you know, sexy, vulnerable approach to making music, and it's such a beautiful thing, so shout out to Laura Mvula. To take some different train of thought It could be something more And then we find ourselves lost in Foreverland Foreverland is a longing. Foreverland, it's, it's, it's a longing, but it's also possibility. So, you know, that's, that's what that is. So the album seems to, I mean, it, it almost unfolds like a journey. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that you were, you were pretty thoughtful about the sequencing. Absolutely. Of this. Um, and I can go back to that. I'll just say that, you know, it's like a journey. My favorite book in the world is The Alchemist. So I read it every probably two years. Right now it's in my luggage, so I'm going to start <laughs> it again. Every time I read it, there's something else that really jumps out at me. You know, one of the jewels. Um, but... What um, the album wasn't originally called Foreverland. Originally, it was called Melancholy Aura, mm. and you know, obviously that changed because my my perspective changed. When the information changes, when the situations change, I have to change. You know, I was kind of in a different place. It was during the pandemic, and you know, it wasn't so optimistic. It was just kind of we were just flowing, just kind right. of floating. Um, but fortunately, we made it out of that. And the positivity and the, you know, different perspectives hit me and I was able to move forward. I'm actually happy that the name of the album is not Melancholy Aura. (laughs) 
Yeah, because that would sort of cement that feeling Absolutely. of that time. And you know, I'll rather remember it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> now, you know, I, I mean, everybody dies. We all have to deal with death. Mm -hmm. uh, but you also had to deal with the very public assault on your son mm -hmm. uh, in a hotel not far from here. Absolutely. Where he was wrongly accused of stealing a woman's cell phone, which later turned up in her Uber that yes. she had left it in. And, you know, the, the white manager of the hotel backing up this woman. And, you know, you, you fortunately were able to kind of document all of this. Mm -hmm. So that's also something you've been dealing with. Absolutely. Dealing with, you know, scenarios like that. And again, you know, I've spoken to countless people about that that situation um that viral moment during the, again during the pandemic where we actually had to pay attention to things that were happening to people right um if we think about George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and and everybody else that was you know those very public moments of social media um you know it just so happens that me and my son were just in the in the I don't want to say wrong place I would say the you right, every wrong, right the, to be the right there. wrong place at the right <laughs> wrong time yeah, yeah um because you know fortunately I've I've had a platform and you know many of these things go unnoticed yeah unseen fortunately you know when I posted it people were moved and not just people who look like me people yeah. who look like the world people all over the world reached out to me letting me know that, oh, I've had this scenario. Oh, oh I didn't understand that your son would be perceived like that. He's yeah. a beautiful kid. But, you know, unfortunately, young black children by the age of 11 are looked at as grown-ups, not, not beautiful children. And that is a proven fact, unfortunately. Yeah. But we had an opportunity to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, many times these scenarios happen where the person is killed. They can't speak for themselves anymore. They can't talk anymore. They need people like my attorney, Benjamin Crump, to speak for them. Um, at this opportunity, you know, my son, my ex-wife, and, and I, we've had an opportunity to really voice and speak to, you know, speak to change, right. for lack of better words. And, and again, you know, had you gone with the melancholy aura, it would have been just like, here is this dark place, mm -hmm. and the implication would be, I am still in this Absolutely. dark place. Absolutely, and we have the opportunity um, to, to basically look at the glass as halfway empty. You know, yeah. it can be negative, it can be positive. It's what we choose, it's perspective. It's the reason why myself and PJ Morton wrote the song, Beautiful Day. Yeah. It's a beautiful day because I say. Well, the reason I asked you about the sequencing is, you know, there there is this mo kind of darker or more cautionary moment mm -hmm. uh, with the songs Don't Lie and Paranoid, and, you know, before, <laughs> before, you, before you, you know, come out of that mm -hmm. and the, the clouds sort of part mm -hmm. by the end of the record. Um, so did you have the sense of telling a story as you created these songs? I think it just kind of worked out that way because there's many songs that didn't make the album. Um, you know, for, for whatever reason. And all of these songs just spoke spoke to the idea that this makes sense, this makes sense in this order. 
All right, well, Don't Lie is the song you're going to do next. Yes. My guest is Keon Harold with his band here in our studio. Here's another live performance of one of the songs from his new album called Foreverland. Yeah, this is Don't Lie, a very special song um, featuring an incredible singer who's here who did an amazing job on the record, and this is my little sister, Malaya.
Don't Lie is the name of the song from Keon Harold and his band live here in the studio. You'll find uh, that song on the new record called Foreverland, featuring vocals by Malaya on, on that one. We'll hear both Malaya and Stout featured on the, the last song in the set. But Keon, you introduced Malaya as your sister. Is she literally one of your many, many siblings? She's not. Even though I'm one of 17, she's not the same... <laughs> We don't have the same Did blood. you not know that? No, you didn't, didn't know, know that, that he was yeah, one yeah. of 17? I got a big family, big family. <laughs> Where but are you in that order, by the way? I'm number 10. Number 10. My goodness. Yeah, but no, no, she, she's, everybody in this room, they're family to me. They're yeah. my people. Yeah. You know, my, my, my tribe. So on the, on the Magician record, there were like almost a dozen of your family members yeah actual they were they were pretty much all on the voicemail song yeah the tribute to my mom which i got a chance to play for her before she passed away which is amazing and she approved it <laughs> so. i approved this message yeah <laughs> um but this record really does have a kind of extended musical family you mentioned laura Mvula before mm-hmm. Uh, Common yeah. uh, is on the opening track, mm-hmm. I guess, where you were taking a trumpet solo here. That's where his rap was yep. uh, on the record. Um, P.J. Morton, P. J. you mentioned Morton. before. Uh, who well, I mean, it's Robert just Glasper. Robert Glasper, of Chris course. Chris Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greg Gaines, the s- legend. So, you know, mentioning Robert Glasper, I think of his Black Radio project. Absolutely. The, and, and it seems like there's a, a kind of a kindred spirit there absolutely um robert glasper terrace martin these are friends we we grew up together we met at a at a, at a jazz camp which is so cliche um <laughs> and, we're, and we're still you know friends to this day still making music still creating um just that synergy is such a collective of open-minded musicians and producers that you know we don't really just allow the term jazz to limit what we do I don't not use the word jazz because, you know, that's where we started. Yeah. But the idea of hip-hop and R&B and everything else that goes in, you know, we're like a super dope pot of fly gumbo. That's what I like to, you know, look at <laughs> how I create music. Yeah. Um, I, I know this is going back a number of years now, but I, I also know I was not the only person to watch Miles Ahead oh, no. and then sit through the credits because <laughs> I had to know who the trumpeter was. Was Miles a kind of formative influence on you as a trumpeter? Absolutely. Miles, to this day, is an influence as an artist, as a creative, as a, as a person who moved music to different plateaus, to, to different places. I mean, I always think of the song, Miles Ahead, is such a true thing. He changed music, you know, changed genres like seven times. Right. You know, and it's such an incredible thing to see him as an artist, to see him as somebody who I look up to every day, who I go back continually to his music. Well, and, you know, talking about people like you and Glasper and, and Terrace Martin, you know, you're all kind of standing on the shoulders of what Miles did in the 80s, where he was... Like, I, you know, I don't use the word jazz. I'm playing the Cindy Lauper song because mm-hmm. I like it, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, his move into the world of popular music was, I mean, people were scratching their heads, but... You know. you know what? I wouldn't even say the world of popular music. I would say the world of good music. Yeah. The world that, that not just people who listen to quote-unquote jazz listen to. Right. You know, there's a big world out here, and there's a big world that some people have never heard of jazz. So I do the music 
or lo- I aspire to do the music that people love. There's good or bad music. I like to do the good stuff. <laughs> and sometimes that has hip hop. Sometimes that straight ahead swing. Right. Sometimes it's vocal. Sometimes it's just a muted solo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I could listen to you play muted trumpet all all day, and that would be fine by me. How do you know when a song needs words and voices? Honestly, for me. It talks to me. It says, right words right there. Hmm. Um, and some things are st- strictly instrumental. Other things say, you know what, call Malaya, call Stout, you know, call PJ Morton, because we need to, you know, expand the approach to this song. There's more to say. Sometimes there's a yearning just in the instruments. There's right. a yearning just in the vibrations. But other times... We need to communicate to somebody who could never really understand what the horn is doing. You know, it's, it's a bigger message. That's yeah. when that's when I call other people in. So you know, it's almost a cliche to say that you know you can get beyond words with just the sound of the instrument, and mm-hmm. that is absolutely true, which mm-hmm. is why it's become a cliche. But the reverse, it's, it sounds like, from what you're saying, is also true that sometimes, sometimes the instrument is not enough. And you, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and for me. Um, and I have to admit this, honestly, I haven't really put out a, a bunch of records, even though I've been in the game for a long time. Yep. This is um, only this your is third only record. my third record. Yeah. But it took me a long time to find a creative process as to how songs make sense to me, how they make sense to my band, how they make sense to a trumpet and a vocal all making sense, and it's, and it's like succinct. Versus it being like, oh my God, why is he playing trumpet and singing now? It doesn't really make sense. It doesn't flow. So it took me a long time to learn that. Yeah, because unlike a guitarist or a pianist, you can't do both at the same time. That part. You want to see me try? <laughs> Just kidding. Nah, nah, it won't work. Nah, we don't. We never want to hear that. But you know what? I think maybe Clark Terry could probably do it. Yeah, yeah. Singing yeah. through the trumpet. Yeah. Uh, the the great Lester Bowie yeah. was able to you know kind of those are my St. Louis guys right there yeah, yeah, St. Yeah. Louis trumpet legacy yeah um, so the song you're going to do next beautiful day you mentioned before P J Morton uh, who's you know just a great artist in his own right how long have the two of you been kind of working together um, we got together probably like 2004 2005 wow so early like that. For you. we were working. Um, with this artist who's trying to figure it out, Erica Badu. Um, we were <laughs> and, in her, in her band that? together. That's how we met. And that was before he put out his his album, Emotions, which I played on. I played on pretty much all of his his albums um, up to date. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we've been rocking for a long time. So this is one of those songs where you felt like you needed something, you called him up. and This is one of the songs that, you know, I, I knew for this project I wanted to have P.J. Morton on it. Um, I flew down to New Orleans. We got in the studio, sat at the piano. It was a quick turnaround. Um, you know, it's a very simple song. It's only one verse, but the words are so powerful. And it's so um, empowering. Just, you know, the mantra of it's a beautiful day because I say you can be going through anything, but it's how we look at things that really makes the difference. Yeah. So this song is so powerful. It's one of my favorite songs in the world. And it's my new single right now. It's a beautiful day. All right. You know, send that to everybody. Well, sing it. All right. Here we go. Here's Keon Harold and the band featuring both Stout and Malaya from the album Neverland. The song is Beautiful Day.
It's a beautiful 
You've convinced me. I can see what's out there weather-wise. It's not a beautiful day it's out not. there, but in here it is. Beautiful day. <laughs> Keon Harold and the band live performance with uh, vocals by Malaya and Stout. Charles Haynes behind our drum kit. Asar playing the piano and the keyboard. Randy Runyon on guitar. Kyle Miles playing the bass. And I'm really glad that we're shooting video of these performances, Keon, because... You, you're you clearly enjoying yourself, oh, even million, in the midst of, of playing and singing and cueing and conducting and all that kind of stuff. I know there's a lot of work involved in making live music, but to see somebody who's clearly just at play is, is you know, that just adds, for me, to the, to the experience. Man, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Yeah. So The Magician was seven years ago. Now Foreverland is out. You're not going to make us wait another seven I'm years, not, are you? I'm not. We, we, we have fuel in the, in the chamber. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you did mention that there were some songs that didn't make it onto Foreverland, mm-hmm. so you've got a head start for the next record? That is true. All right. And uh, playing with uh, the singer Victory Boyd at the Blue Note here in New York on yeah, Valentine's Day. We'll, we'll be there on Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Come on out. All right. It's been great having you in the band here with us. So great to see you again, and congratulations on Foreverland. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to come back, man. See you next time. I hope so. In a lot less years. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, speaking of videos, they were shot by our producer, Karen Havlick. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. I'm John Schaefer. You can keep up with everything we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. 
text NEW SOUNDS to 70101 or sign up on the website at newsounds.org.